0: You're listening to On Conversation, and I am the legend Keith Chandler. Uh, this week, our 11th episode, we convene at Stirred Up Coffee Shop in Emerald Isle, North Carolina to discuss cultural appropriation. Uh, this week's conversation was directly inspired by an event that happened to me at the post office on Saturday. You will hear about it in the episode. It's really weird to be three. Pretty privileged white dudes and discuss anything that involves race. uh, There's just no other way to say that. So bear that in mind when listening to this program. Send us any feedback for now at sweet sounds records one at gmail.com. That's sweet sounds records one, the number at gmail.com. Our sponsor this week is State of Dyed Clothing. State of dyed is custom-made tie-dye clothing from right here in eastern North Carolina. Samantha Wally, the owner, is a one-woman show. She dyes it, she folds it, she makes it, she sends it, she ships it. She's great. So if you have any interest in tie-dye, uh, beach covers, towels, shirts, pants, anything you can think of, bags, hats, Give a look on Facebook and Instagram at State of Die 2017. If you're in the Crystal Coast area, go out to Moorhead City and check out the business Sacred Souls. We'll give them a little, little big ups. Uh, Sacred Souls carries State of Die clothing, so you can also go there and check out what Samantha has to offer there. Uh, our intro music this week is Lucy Stoner, the same awesome jam that we have been playing you for the last couple episodes. We got some new intro music coming to you here in the next couple of weeks. And beyond that, give us any feedback. We hope you enjoy the program. For the few people out there listening to us, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are very, very sincere about what we're doing and trying to come at our topics with understanding, love, care, and concern, and without uh, any malice at all, uh, and certainly, probably at least on my end, tons of ignorance. But that's why we're having the conversations. So thanks so much, and in the meantime, enjoy the show. conversation today by simply saying we don't know what we're going to talk about however we will talk about something we will discuss something (laughs) we don't know when that'll be but But all i can tell you is that i feel guilty for giving the fist to the dude at the post office
1: and that's it so we have been talking about this actually cultural appropriation okay like um so i guess this is our topic (laughs) yeah so i just explained to keith that basically um he was just an asshole, and that's just a natural
0: thing that assholes do. It was, it, it was un, <laughs> unwitting, which which backs my thing that white people will be the end of us all, because we just can't get it right. No.
2: Okay, so the motive... Are we talking about... It'll probably if be in, cul- a, in the tendency the conversation,
1: so maybe we shouldn't even talk cultural about Cultural appropriation yeah. is...
0: It, it could get really bad. By the like way, his damn, damn a a he's thing? got on
1: right now. He's massively yeah. cultural appropriating everything. From the Buddha to the damn diaspora to...
2: Okay, well, the defense of it would be if something's good, it's good for everybody. And you can't, like, wall people off from effective or good ideas.
1: Well, plus there's those those walls are arbitrary anyway. Um, yeah,
2: somewhat. It's arbitrary. It's not so arbitrary that people can't establish them though. It has just like so many other things. It has a very, I know it when I see it kind of thing. Yeah, and
1: the and the walls are you know some of like we were talking about some of the walls. Um, are erected so they can be so the phenomenon can be studied, defended, like race, studied, defended,
0: or whatever. But all the walls are like hundreds of little Venn diagrams that all bleed into one another. Mm. Really? Okay. To so make so the a problem almost. So here, let me okay, let me give you the setup. This is what happened. I met this guy at the post office. He works at the post office. He's a younger guy. By he's, the way.
1: He's really wanted to talk about this again. For the Go for ahead.
0: no, just for the for the folks that listen to us. Okay. We're we're three pretty privileged white dudes. I mean if we're gonna call it I'm really white fair and slim, I think. British. I don't think any of us would disagree with that. Okay. So I'm gonna assume you're in a green zone.
2: <laughs> that I am white, yes.
0: Well and that you and that you're you're you got it pretty good. I got it pretty good, Brad's got it pretty good. Okay. Okay. You know, so I go in talking to this guy, young black dude. Seems like a real nice guy. Works in over, the post office. Over a couple of weeks, and guy and I are get bonded. to be, get to be, get to be friendly, with Okay. I'm I'm leaving out some details here, but we. Get but to
2: you be, actually feel like you know him.
0: Uh, I mean, d- does anyone know anybody? Uh. Um. But you know how Keith is. Saying
2: that is way worse than cultural appropriation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. I befriend the guy, I feel like I'm comfortable with him. So then I go in there yesterday, drop something off, we're having a nice conversation, and before I go out, you know, I'm like, Well hey man, you know, take it easy and as I'm walking out I give I, him the black I, I give him the black power saw. fist. Yeah. And he gives it back to me but I'm thinking and then as I'm walking out the door I'm thinking like, You're an asshole. Like, why did my hand do that? Why, You're an asshole. I'm an asshole. An <laughs> asshole. Why yeah. did you do that?
2: Um, why did you do that? He doesn't know. I this. don't know. He can't control his appendages. He's like, yo, brother. You're trying to express <laughs> oh some God. kind of solidarity. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. I is mean, ultimately not going to be achieved. Not like that. Given your Whiteness. gingerly <laughs> qualities, yeah. Ginger, Which oh. I wouldn't really call you a, gin- a ginger, though. You're I more am more
1: kind of like a, a blonde. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Are you, were you redheaded when you were young?
2: No, I I
0: had, had, I had... I had platinum blonde hair, okay, down to my shoulders, down the middle of my back, okay. mm. until I was about five, and then they cut it. Oh. And then when I was 13, I shaved my head, and when it, it was blonde, it was just as blonde as blonde could be, and then when it all grew back, it was brown and curly. Hmm. That's weird. Actually,
2: I did notice that my hair got a lot curlier after I had shaved it several times.
0: I think part of that, um, and this may be too much, but part of that I think was about that time, was about the time I hit puberty. Right, and that would have changed yeah. stuff. Because my hair was like platinum blonde, long and straight and fine, hmm. and I shaved it, and then when it all grew back, it was thick, brown and curly.
2: Okay, so your inspiration for black power signing your friend—he has your no friend, idea what his
0: inspiration was.
2: Um, okay,
0: it came from a good place. I mean, not that. Cause How not the hell do you
2: know if it came from a good place? You know why you did it.
0: What, what I'm saying, he by knows that what is he that, did because he was instantly remorse about it as
2: he walked across
0: the parking lot. Yeah,
2: you didn't do it to express any kind of animus or anything. Well, that's what I'm which saying, which makes it.
0: It came from. It was not. It was not done in malice.
2: Yeah. So
1: here's my thing that I do actually all the time, and I get called up for it all the time. Yes, here's so. Me. Uh, one of my colleagues is, uh, uh, and I have a bunch of colleagues that that are uh, black and. Uh, one of them, especially, I just really like, and so like I'll see her down the hallway. I'm like, "Yo, sister, what's up?" Yeah. And then I go down there. I'm like, "What's poppin?" <laughs> I come in your office, and she's like, "Shut the hell up and shut the door, right or whatever, so you won't
0: yeah. embarrass
1: me too much." You know, I, I don't and think
0: I personally don't think the gentleman was offended by it. I don't think he took anything ill out of it, I, and I won't know until I see or speak with him again.
2: Or even then you might not know. Well, and that's true. Because you're assuming that if somebody's made uncomfortable by something that they would actually express it, when in actuality it's significantly less likely for them to express it.
0: Now, okay, let me, not that this makes it any better. So I was in there previous, this is some weeks ago, and we are talking, and I paid for something with a 20. It was like three bucks. And I said, man, I hate to do this to you, but this is all I got. And he said, no, no, it's all good, man, it's all good. And I said, yeah, well, you know, uh, play is only role with 20s and 100s. <laughs> And he fell about the place, I man. He was laughing all over the joint. Yeah,
2: well, I don't think that that comment is ne- necessarily like racially. Ah, oh, but it oriented. could, be, but it could
0: be construed that way by somebody. Yeah,
2: especially depending on how you say it. Sure. Exactly. Like if you say it in a deliberately ebonic
0: way. Yeah, but I and I and I wasn't. Uh. And I didn't. But but again, why did I do it? I don't know. And yeah. so what I was saying to Brad was, you know,
2: there is an othering in that. Like if you feel compelled to change the way that you speak or interact with somebody based on their race, then by definition that is racially discriminatory.
1: It could also be a compliment. So Um, so the
0: way I explained it to Brad was mimicking is complimentary a lot of times, (laughs) and around and around Um, around certain people. That's
1: the way I feel when I do it. It is I like that sing song, and I work with with so many African American students. You know, I like that sing song kind of um, back and forth that happens. And so, but she won't do that. (laughs) Sometimes she will do it. Sometimes she'll do it. you know, back to me, and and it'll be fun, right? But sometimes she's like, "Shut the hell up,
2: get out of my office." Yeah, I'm wondering right. what is. I don't know why. What it's good for, whether it's situation where it's the best thing for everybody, the worst thing for everybody. I'm not I, sure because the yeah, it, cultural appropriation is supposed to be. It's a Positive. natural human, yeah. It's a natural yeah. human thing That's to do that. how you spread things. Well, plus, culturally. if you
1: like something, you mimic it, right? Like you yeah. like the certain food, you'll cook the certain food. Like if you go to Italy and you like these certain things, then you try to hunt them down when you come back here. So, and you know. people,
2: dis- when people defend cultural appropriation, they do bring up the fact that they say, "Oh, well, person X is actually flattered by it." Because, like you're saying, right. mimicry as a as a form of flattery, yeah, or um, just that
1: you really like the way it sounds, or you like then, the way. I guess. Well,
0: okay. So why is it okay for some and not others? Uh, I want to talk about this at some point later. Comedians but like, yeah. get away with it a lot. With um, po- with with our boy Post. Well, the power. I want to talk yeah. about this magic thing, but that's later. The power
2: disparity. Right. So but, it's okay for there's nobody is concerned about the destruction. I got this sounds terrible, but. Nobody justifiably nobody is concerned about the destruction or the harm done to white culture by people appropriating white things. Whatever that would be. And in fact things aren't even in terms of cultural appropriate appropriation, things no. aren't even viewed as necessarily being well, white except is, and in I'm contrast. Not a, I, so, like, what would you consider, like, e- actually it so would be does considered as being more racist to even view things as being specifically white because that would be exclusionary.
1: Is white cultural appropriation really the dominant culture assimilating everybody into it?
2: Um, that's the way that it's portrayed in, like, race theory at yeah. least.
1: I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I haven't looked at a race theory in a long time. So,
2: um, Well, yeah. I'm not, the, not only, expert, the only other thing
0: that I said to Brad about it really was that because of the time, and this is maybe, there's got, I think there's a legitimate science to this. What it is, I don't know. <laughs> but just hear me out on this. What I said to Brad was that because of my time at Fisk, I was there three years. Uh huh. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good point. I
0: was the only white kid pretty much in the entire neighborhood that we lived in around Fisk yeah, which was not small by any means I was not the only white kid at Fisk at least my senior year there was another white girl prior to that time my, my junior my sophomore junior year, I was the only white student member of the student body really there were white professors hmm. but I was living in and surrounded by 98% African American neighbors mm-hmm. neighborhood culture just by virtue of the neighborhood I was living in and the school I was going to, and so in my mind, and, and like what we're talking about with appropriation, or, or like uh, you know, that kind of thing. What I said to Brad was, "It's like a colloquial, like you. Sl- it's like a when you're comfortable, you slip into a. Like when I'm out on jobs yeah. with really southern dudes, my southern comes out. Generally yeah. speaking, I don't I don't affect an accent, so. In my mind, I guess, because of my time around a group of people that I felt comfortable with and was friendly with, and then I'm making a new relationship with someone else, that I have a clear identification because of their, their, you know, uh, uh, melanin count or racial makeup that I guess subconsciously and stupidly in my mind as I'm walking out, I'm doing the same thing to this guy that I would have done to someone who I was friends with and a student with at Fisk. Mm Mm-hmm. Does it make it right? No, not necessarily. But that's the only—that's the only fairly legitimate explanation is, is that I could it, come up is with.
1: Is it actually wrong? So one of the things we—you're embarrassed by it, but giving somebody a solidarity symbol that you're with them—is that appropriation? Is that actually—that's why these things are but so complex. But you're not complex. with them.
2: That's the thing. You're incapable of being with them. I mean, my—the the way that cultural appropriation is criticize is that not only is it not effective not, can the person who is appropriating not really own what they're doing but it also cheapens the thing that's being appropriated for everybody else. It actually makes it worse.
0: See but see but then here's, So, here's like, my, here's so my that's two what words. you're
1: saying gay allies are not good for gay people.
2: I didn't because, say that. Because
1: that would be an ally you know Keith would be uh, using that symbol would indicate he's an ally
2: um I think I mean I'm just throwing throwing it out in the best case scenario yeah no but not being cult people would no you okay the I'm sure the standard reply in race theory would be you're being an ally by not being culturally appropriative so like you Would be an ally in tangible ways, rather than adopting superficial signs of solidarity that are effectively self-aggrandizing and ego-driven.
0: Okay, here's an arbitrary. But it
2: wasn't self-aggrandizing or ego-driven. He doesn't doesn't know know why
0: why he did
1: it. it. (laughs) Uh,
0: The band War. This is this is a to- this is like out of nowhere. But just think about this: the band. Why can't War. we be friends? Well, okay, there's that. But rider. <laughs> they had they had they had one white guy, Lee Oscar, harmonica oh. player. Right. Right. Okay. Lee Oscar wore Dashikis and Bell Bottoms. Okay. Along with the band of all black dudes.
1: Everybody did in the sixties.
0: Right, but but I don't think that they didn't perceive him as being on their side by by appropriate. You know, look at the Clash, man. That's a great. Saint Joe Strummer. Mm. Come on, dude come on dude without what? without without appropriation we wouldn't have joe come strummer on, dude.
2: yeah but there are ways there are ways to do it and ways not to do it like okay for instance yeah, should, well, who makes people, those rules people up, who but. sing reggae music should not be affecting some kind of like rasta or bob marley accent
0: because so is not, kali
1: bud's not a, a reggae singer uh,
0: now i'm going to go on record right now as the resident musician of this group and i'm going to tell you unequivocally White people should not make any kind of reggae music Why? at all, I love Calais because Buzz. they do it horribly. He does good. Maybe not live, but he does good. His recorded music. It's is good. terrible, especially when it's in coastal communities like Jupiter, Florida, and the Crystal Coast of North Carolina. It is the worst. It is the worst absolute is worst. Are you
2: saying it's bad because it the music's ter- not good? It's,
0: it, the music is terrible. It's uninspired. Uh, the people who are doing it are. Terribly full of pretense, and they affect you know jaw man yeah yeah they're all just a bunch of burnouts that have nothing better to do with their time. Hi, my name's Keith Chandler, and I'm a legend.
2: (laughs) So I'm a legend in my own mind. All right, where you? All right, you trying to parse
1: out that statement? Go ahead.
2: We're we're in Emerald Isle, North Carolina. I am glad that for instance the music of Sublime. Exists retrospectively, even though I've heard them way too much. But again, and you were just talking about how great it is that the Clash
0: exists. They make great reggae music. um, The Clash? What would you define? Yeah. No.
2: Um, Reggae music?
0: The 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 stuff that they did, the dub and raga inspired stuff, was fantastic. Look at Sandinista. Joey, I think you would Joey. Get you would hesitate here.
2: to call that reggae music, though, even though it's reggae inspired.
0: Okay, okay. well, then maybe, oh, then maybe that's the defining line. Regardless of why I did what I did and what happened, I felt stupid about it. I didn't really feel bad. I just felt dumb. And I don't want to be seen as someone who's working against something that I actually believe in. And if what? anything, my wearing of dashikis and my... I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately trying to be an honest-to-goodness... Buddhist. This is not like just like something I'm picking up to look or, you know. When was the last
1: time you meditated?
0: Uh, a couple days ago.
1: Okay. Every day.
0: I should do it every day. The Buddha
1: is not forgiven. I understand. Oh, he is. But the
0: Buddha well, is also no. not dogmatic. What? Not like not like God. <laughs> but 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 I I would think that I'm God forgives everyone. G- yeah, right. What? Genuinely oh, trying let's to Let's not get into religious discussion What? He really sacrificed
2: bad. himself to relieve you of your sins no so you he live forever.
0: sacrificed his only son
2: and himself
0: yeah i don't but i don't believe in any of that anyway okay so and besides which
2: it's a good narrative though what there a, aren't a lot of religions where god actually has what a terribly pious and selfish
0: thing to do to give away your only child for the behest of everyone else but it was also him It's very narcissistic also. No, it's not. It's incredibly narcissistic. It's the most selfless thing Let's not get into
1: a religious discussion. We need to devote (laughs) a couple just to that. I don't think anybody
2: would, any practitioner of a religion would not criticize somebody who converts to that religion as being bad for culturally appropriating their religion.
1: So what do you think? So example. that's a great example, actually. Of I
2: don't think there's any good Buddhist who would be like, you know, a white person becoming a Buddhist is like ruining the religion or is in any way bad for anybody. Well,
0: that would also be inherently anti-Buddhist.
1: White, when there's there's a... Uh, and
0: as, as I have come to understand it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think yeah, if you're I earnest
0: about the faith,
2: then... Anybody who is also earnest about the faith is going to be accepting. It. So is religion a culture? Uh, I think religion is one of the the best and primary examples of culture. As
0: it applies to Judaism, it certainly is because we treat the Jews like a race. Whereas I have always felt that if you're a oh, Jew, they consider themselves the race Jewish, right, 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 right. So in that case, yes, right yeah it's both that being said so in in that sense then then to your point i am i am trying to align myself with something that i believe in and i guess the only thing that i could come up with is that i'm just letting the guy know hey man you know stay strong be good be safe whatever not necessarily fight the power down with whitey or any of that just
2: solitude expressing yeah but Simultaneously, the expression of solidarity is also elevating to you and egotistical to you.
0: I'm sure on some level it is, but again, that, in my in my there conscious mind, a, that's not that was not. You're
2: separating yourself from people that you judge more harshly than yourself, because by affecting solidarity with non-white people, you're establishing yourself as being a different kind of white person that you view as being more valuable
0: better uh, I don't have that feeling I could see where that would could be made to be the case I personally don't feel that way hmm. I don't really think I'm said, mm. better than anyone I've never really felt that way in fact I go to great lengths to make sure that I'm not better than anybody
2: no one is better than me I'm better than no one
0: you know I don't I don't put myself really I try not to anyway I'm sure I have I mean, I'm sure we all have, you know, but, yeah. I, but I try not to. And mm. what good, what, what good would that do me anyway?
2: I don't know. It would probably make you feel good to feel like you're better than other people. That's how most people feel,
0: right? Well, I mean, I can smoke pot and feel good. I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to put myself above anyone else to feel good.
2: Yeah, but vanity is.
1: I think people do that automatically. I mean, I think we're predisposed to vanity.
0: Do you? Yeah. Do you? you As
1: self-preservation, it's part of the way our ego and id are formed. Predisposed
2: to vanity. Yeah. 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 It feels like legitimate satisfaction. Do you you
0: consider yourself a vain person? Oh yeah. Do you? Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself a vain person, Joe?
2: Absolutely. Really? I think if I didn't, then I would be dishonest.
0: Huh. Maybe I'm I can't not being deny- honest about my vanity. I can't I don't, I deny don't
2: the pleasure I get when I'm, like, complimented or flattered. or Huh.
0: I loathe being complimented. The only thing I want to be complimented... <laughs> I don't mean, think you do. The only thing I want to be complimented on yeah. is, 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 my, is my art, my okay. music and my art, and that's it. That's They're, vanity. Yeah. I can be vain, in that, but, I mean, generally speaking, I don't consider myself to be a vain person. Not, like, personally. You don't think you're handsome? Uh, it's an
2: interesting psychological... It's an interesting psychological study to recognize the things that people enjoy and don't enjoy being complimented about and what the reasoning is. There's probably a test. Because a lot of times people's, people's most apparent positive attributes are the ones that compliments actually mean the least to them about because they've heard it all the time, you know? Like, if you're constantly being told, you don't, People benefit, they like having their ego massaged, but simultaneously they like being complimented on things that they view themselves as being inadequate about.
1: Well, part of it is because compliments release, you know, when you perceive something as a compliment, it probably releases all kinds of chemical reactions in your body. So yeah. some of it is chemical, right? So we, totally. someone says we're good looking and they we're like, oh yeah, man, that makes me feel so good. I am good looking. No but shit. what I'm
2: saying, okay, you, for instance, are a professor. So compliments about your ability to speak, your ability to think, oh yeah. anything intellectually, I would think would actually be less meaningful to you. Whereas things that you're not kind of Stereotyped or accustomed to being viewed like positively about you. That's true. Actually, have actually more I was thinking, power. is that
1: really true or not? But like, yeah, you I would, think that maybe is true. you
2: would enjoy somebody like complimenting your cooking or something that you did artistically that isn't as okay. intellectually. That would assume that I associated. would ever cook. But yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, I need something, to, that, you don't, oh, something that you don't have consistent positive reinforcement right, about right. already. Right. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I've never, I've never. I've never... Okay.
2: So
1: we so we could have the discussion about um, how you think your body looks and the fitness of it and the fact that you're thin and most of your peers have gotten chunky.
0: Well, everyone thinks I'm on hard drugs. That's why most... For the majority of my life as a youth, people either thought I was anorexic, bulimic, or on drugs.
2: Oh, really? Because you're...
0: 'Cause I was always so tiny.
2: Yeah, until I found out what your eating habits are and what your <laughs> food motivations are, I oh, was yeah. very surprised Concerned. at how thin you were. Yeah, but, but I
0: mean I eat pretty damn healthy
2: though. Um I think that you your I mean, definition you, of healthy eating is well, towards like not under consuming. But I, like I healthy mean, eating to you is eating But I'm eating not under-consuming. Eat.
0: I'm, I'm eating what my stomach tells me is right.
2: Yeah, that's that's advisable. But your stomach can also be tricked, especially over time.
0: I guess, but I mean, I don't I don't ever feel tired. I feel like I have plenty of energy. I'm always hitting on all cylinders. Okay. I eat a lot of salad now, especially now that I'm growing a lot of well, lettuce. You know? As long as you don't have,
2: have you lost nutrient weight? deficiencies. Have I?
0: Uh no. In fact when I got that bird flu I lost twenty pounds and gained it all back. It took a while but I got it all back.
2: You're under I mean I I'm not imagine trying he to be losing
1: twenty pounds,
2: holy I'm shit. I'm not trying to be critical because I don't want to stigmatize people on the basis of their health because it belongs to them, but you are definitely based on the average and based on BMI statistics, you are underweight.
0: Yeah, but see I think all that's bullshit anyway. Okay. I mean, dude, I, I, I was 90 pounds for like 10 years, and then all of a sudden one day I was like 140, and I've been like that ever since I was like 20. Yeah, but you should
2: weigh more and than I, 140, I, Dude, though. I've been
0: in and out of horrible, life-threatening drug addictions, diseases, colds, flu. Probably
2: 155. I actually think that the average the average person of your height weighs more like 200 pounds, but that's skewed by a lot of overweight. So for, for a five five, American. 10,
0: five 11 individual,
2: American male, See, I, that, I feel like yeah. my
0: knees would crumble under weight like that. My ankles. Well, you would, would have shattered.
2: more muscle mass too. I guess wrapped around you your skeletal structure.
1: So. The uh, so they, the, my, the my, hell are we talking
2: about this? My perfect well, this weight is the whole point of this supposedly, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so my perfect weight supposedly is like 155. I would be gaunt looking at 155. So mm. I rocked in this morning
2: at 177.
0: How, t- Joey, you're my height, so, right? so you're I, one, but you're my height. I'm
2: probably an inch shorter than you, but I weigh 170. Yeah, 170. I think 165. Yeah,
1: 177. I think 165-ish. Between 165 and 170 is a really good weight for me, and that is 10. 165 is 10 pounds over what they said my weight should be. We
0: were discussing this this morning, and now that you, if you, if you say your average is supposed to be about 155, you would, you would look skeletal.
1: I know, and that's what the uh, the doctor said. The weight it says for your height you should be around 155. He said, don't get around 155 because
2: you'll look like someone needs to feed you. The the average American male is 5'9", 200 pounds, and has a 38-inch waistband. Okay, well, I'm... Holy no. shit. I'm 5'10". Yeah, that's I'm terrible. Five, or third, 10, maybe 36. I'm 5'10",
0: about 145-ish on a good day, mm-hmm. and I and I wear a 28. Damn. Depending on the cut, it might be a 30, but... Yeah, you usually stand it's to gain usually some it's, a, it's 28. Dude, I've been this way my whole life. Okay, his
1: he's his metabolism is probably rocking and rolling. Oh. Yeah, he's just burning. it. Maybe he's eating enough. He's eating enough calories. He's just burning it off. He's worrying about the everything so much. burning. Yeah, off I counter.
2: don't know if there are as long as you have my concern, the correct. My nutrients concern for you burns all energy. the calories
0: that I need to burn. Really?
2: Yeah. Wow so you've gotten you were skinnier when I first met you yeah I yeah Dude, I used Joey to weigh when I was in high school so I weighed 120 when mm-hmm. I was in high school so I'm a lot heavier than that now but,
0: uh, but I don't think heavy is a good term it looks good either. though you're, nice. you're, don't you not you think
2: you're more well sculpted yeah I like I, I mean you don't, I like don't have like a belly myself. or anything so it's like not really. he's
0: also mar- or gonna be his wife's a dietitian, so that so does she plan out y'all's meals
2: She does do meal planning, but I kind of blow the whole thing up and don't, don't pay attention to it and just eat out a lot. And I mean, she's got, she has really good guidelines, but I also have a good like background like in biology and like reading food labels and stuff.
0: What's the bulk of your diet? What is the bulk of your diet?
2: Um, probably chicken. Mm.
0: What's the bulk of your diet?
2: Um, I consume a lot of protein. I'd say it's like a 50-50 between animal and non-animal protein. And I try to do like a 2-1-1 carbs to protein to fat ratio. But I'm definitely heavy on the protein side. Hmm. And I do not... Obviously, there's a lot of sugar in everything. But I don't go for food that is specifically sweet. Right. And I really think I've been having too, too many so.
1: desserts recently and I think that's caused me to balloon up a little bit more hmm. during COVID. Plus I haven't gotten as much cardio.
0: I eat a ton of fruit, I eat a ton of salad, lots of leafy greens, lots and lots and lots so, of leafy greens. So cuz
2: yeah, I'm concerned about you not your protein consumption being low. Like you're Well, you get about, protein
0: and greens. Not really. Yeah, you do. Look no, at Popeye, man. Spinach. It's in greens, dude. You get a that's little s- bit. That's in science. Yeah, that's science, man. I
2: think your your tendency towards like fruits like and vegetables at the exclusion of others, th- I think you overestimate the yeah, macronutrient I, But you don't exclude. Vegetables. I
0: think we're in an over-protein society. Yeah, that's Ooh. probably true, but... And I think that my ingestment... And I eat a lot of fish. Lots of fish. Okay. I get, I get plenty of good stuff. It's like, yeah, as long in, as you don't
2: get mercury poisoning, I was, that's good.
0: I was in Piggly Wiggly one time, and some guy, this was this right during the pandemic started, and some guy, some dude, huge, huge dude, I mean, you know, gigantic, lifted dude.
2: Okay. Was in there. So, like, built, not super, fat.
0: Yeah, super built, like, all sculpted out, pumped out, you know. And he was back there in the meat section talking to some couple, and he made some joke about, well, I'm going to have to go vegan because I can't afford or find any meat. So, me, and in my infinite wisdom, I popped by, and I said, listen, I don't want to in your conversation, and I man, I said, you know, you can get everything you need eating plants. I mean, uh, that's where your meat gets it from anyway. They do eat grass. They're not eating other dead cows. Yeah. Right? And so then the guy says. There are
1: vegan, so the,
0: um, bodybuilding, MMA. Yeah. So yeah. then the, then the guy says he gets all, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, where do you get your iron from? Spinach? Well, What yeah. kind of nutritionist are you, you moron? Yeah. You're in there lifting weights and don't know you can't get a little bit of iron out of spinach? You I think, think you got to get it from men, blood, red meat.
1: What a moron! And men don't need a shit ton of iron anyway.
2: Yeah, actually, yeah. People have too much iron. That's a really good reason for giving blood. Is it actually? It's healthier to decrease your iron levels. Um, it was
0: insulting that someone that was in that good of shape didn't know that.
2: Um, but some of that is the the
1: the, the protein, all oh, the shtick. The I remember years ago, everybody
0: vegetables got into those whey protein shakes. And everybody, yeah. just got, everybody just got fat.
2: But whey is legitimately no no a better anything. protein than vegetable protein because your body, it's easier for your body to absorb it and to utilize it. Like there's effective levels of what you get from different kinds of protein, and also, I say meat, no way. Meat has. <laughs> He's right. Meat has scientifically different. Le- Okay, meat well, is a and complete there protein. Th- Whey yeah. is a complete protein. It has all essential amino acids. You have to use a, you have to combine vegetables, legumes.
0: I need a ton of vegetables.
2: But you need to have different combinations and at much higher levels to get the same protein. Now, I agree. People are, as a society, we consume we probably for health purposes concern consume too much meat, and consume too much protein. But Way too much it sugar. Is, well, yeah, but it is not true that other that like non meat or non animal sources of protein are equivalent, or that non meat, non dairy uh, foods have comparable like, milk protein. protein. I mean, yeah, I
0: eat a shitload of cereal. It's an and, and it's an animal protein. Yeah, and I have no problem with that. Okay, but I guess that absolves me from eating a lot of the meat that I would normally eat because I don't I don't have to. Yeah, like I said, if if I felt like my body was saying something to me, then I would change. I it I mean, you could just check and see if you're anemic. I mean, that's the biggest way
1: vegans get anemic, and that's uh, that's when they have to get a little bit of I, I whatever. Mean, that's why he asked you about iron.
0: I see. Well, but I'm but I'm not anemic, and I wouldn't let anyone put a needle in me to find out. Well, that's the other that's the other catch to this.
2: Again, you don't have to oh, you don't sure. have to consume meat to get iron, but you're going to get a lot more iron from meat um, than you are from anything else. Okay, and, and, so and both I'm, those things can be true. Yeah, and
0: I'm not arguing that, but okay. I but I don't feel the need to. So we've gotten sidetracked of, of... on the appropriation thing. Plus, weren't y'all going to do a magic thing? We can talk about that at some point. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Spencer is like a
0: champion magic player. For real? Yeah. Hey Spencer.
2: I don't think he somehow. I don't think he heard you.
0: No, uh, he's in there
1: in the very back. But uh, you play magic too? If I get closer, I used, think he'll hear me?
2: I was into it when I was in like second or third grade.
0: Spencer. I
2: hey. think just
0: say <laughs> <laughs> so Brad. Brad tells me that that you you play some magic. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Brad. Brad says you're pretty good, huh? Yeah. I all right. <laughs> Spencer, the, the barista here at Stirred Up, is going to join us momentarily. Is barista gender neutral?
2: Yes. Is, are you sure? Wouldn't it be like a baristo? Or a bariste?
0: Yeah, I heard do you play uh, Commander. Or like I do. I, I, play, I play the OG stuff. They're, oh, like so. Like 60 card decks. 60, okay. I don't do historic. Okay. Uh, like weird. modern. Yeah, I actually. Because you, you bend the rules a little more, so, you know, with cards. Yeah, definitely. And wow. then Commander.
2: I've uh, competed, actually, at, like, many GPs, Grand Prixs, and tournaments with okay. Modern. Um, i play Control decks. Okay. So, uh, and I've been playing for, I took a break for about a year. Okay. Um, but I've been playing since 20... So you're probably
0: doing more, what, blue, white, and red for Control? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blue,
2: white, or a uh, Grixis, which is black, red, and blue. Okay. Um, and that's really hot, like, Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know that
0: format. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I've played I play all those. All right. Remind me before we leave that I get that I get Spencer's number because uh, Yes, yes, please.
1: He has no friends, so it'll help. This, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Brad.
0: No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do like a no. <laughs> control deck for my commander. Okay. That's cool. So I have a I have a spirit Since deck Spence made of mostly comic Keith
1: thought I was for talking a about him. Commander, yeah. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. I, I do,
0: yeah. So we'll That's talk cool. we'll talk about That's this in greater length cuz I going to get but 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 yeah. uh yeah, before I leave, but we'll we'll change numbers and we'll play. <laughs> no yeah, worries, that'd be yeah. cool. Because yeah. you're you're in Swansboro too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're down the street from me. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. All right. We can even one of tables
0: yeah yeah yeah. And play some cards. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, I'll I'll get your number before we get out. So there you go. Um, oh my God, See, you made Pen All right.
2: <laughs> what? Uh, I didn't realize that there were that many different styles. So like actually different gameplay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was just like what 60,
0: 60, 60 so cards. When we okay twenty lands. So or when whatever. they started this, when we were young, when you used to get there. your ass kicked for playing it, right? Because nice. it was like it was devil lo- worship Yeah, devil worshiping and losers. Yeah. Um, I
2: did get some looks from the conservative Christian crowd around here, and I was totally oblivious to the the perception
0: of it because I was a little kid. Yeah. I was okay. Like, yeah. Spells. Ooh. So, so when I was playing it at first, it used to be you know you'd have a 60 card deck, made up of lands, creatures, and those same people didn't like Harry Potter either. Right. So. Instance and sorcery. Yeah. Um, and allegedly, so I've been told. I don't know if this is true. Spencer may actually know, but so I've been told. This game was started because it was supposed to be really fast to play in-between rounds of Dungeons & Dragons, which was, you know, it was like campaign games. Right? Yeah, interesting. So s- since that time, apparently there are other formats that have been birthed. Uh, so you have like Historic, which is all the really old cards, and you, you're limited. Certain cards are banned. You can't play with certain cards in certain so that, But that's
2: the same gameplay format. It's right. 60 what cards, cards you can yeah, use. right, right, yeah.
0: Uh, but like Commander... Yeah. You, what the hell is that? You build a hundred card deck. Okay. And then you have a commander. And your commander has to be what they call a legendary creature who goes in your command zone. And then you call it into the game as you need it for certain things. But the idea with the commander is because you have a hundred card deck, you have a longer game where you can strategize more. You can play a longer strategy. Huh. And then instead of having 20 life points, you go to 40. Okay. So that you have a,
2: a. I was about to say, having a bigger deck wouldn't necessarily make the game longer right. if you have the same number of lives, right? Yeah, or you, hit points, or whatever you call them.
0: And so then, that in, ideally, in theory, allows you to build a, a like a campaign. You, you right. play a long, a long strategy, or you have multiple strategies. So instead of like trying to beat someone in the first three turns by getting that perfect combination of cards, yeah, which you can still do, but then you have a, a greater you know, in my opinion, it makes the game in a sense a little more fun because you see more cards, you see more art, you see more of the gameplay, more of the, um, and that's what I always liked about it was the strategizing. The different colors have different strengths and weaknesses. They, They work with each other in different ways. And so you have to think about your theme or your strategy that you're gonna go with. You know, he said control, which is like a lot of spells, limiting people from doing, making moves. Whereas, like, I like green, so you build stuff up real fast, and then you make one big bulk attack.
2: Red, you just try to freaking burn the other person as fast as possible. Lightning
0: bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have a deck like that. I mean, and a lot of guys, I'm sure he does too, you have multiple decks because you just get into it and you build them. They all have different themes or different whatever.
2: Okay, Ken, all right, I'm going to alter the conversation a little bit. When will, can a computer beat a human in magic the gathering.
0: I mean they do and have online games and you do play games. So computer. I read something
2: interesting about the AI chess efforts and it's that obviously computers can consistently beat humans because of their ability to like know all of the all of the move outcomes oh, right. and combinations, but the ideal chess player is actually a human computer hybrid. Yes, because people are better able to do what you were just describing, which is like a long, a long term, like macro strategy, Right. like it's a distinctly human ability that <clears throat> computers are not up to snuff on yet. Right. Okay. So it's really like the, the brute force of the computer's predictive power plus the strategizing of a person actually beats pure computer or pure person every single time. Right.
0: So Interesting. I thought that was neat. Huh. So then, the reason that we're discussing this, though, is because, so, um, Joey, and if I'm wrong, please stop me, but I'm under the impression that I you always ha- do. Ha- have enjoyed, or do enjoy, some, if not a, b- a bulk of, Post Malone's music.
2: I, I am a Post Malone fan. I think he has a really good sense for melody.
0: Okay. Yeah. So... So Post has been kind of a... um, Or Hooks. A a bit of a... uh, a Specifically. Shapeshifter in the last couple of years. He went from dressing in all black, having maybe pulled back hair dreads. Yeah. And the grill and all that. And now he's got short hair. He's kind of doing the rock thing. Kind of a resident punker, maybe-ish sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, He is certainly if not genre hopping, certainly, in a sense, appropriating, if I can use that in the best way, right?
2: No, actually, he is a great person to talk about if you're talking about cultural appropriation and how, like, I think... I don't know the environment that he grew up in, and in turn, I don't know how genuinely he comes to kind of the way that he is. Like, his... Mm. And if his um if his way of speaking, singing, you know, performing, representing himself is more genuine or more of an affectation
0: For in lots his way. Persona? Yeah, right. yeah,
2: his persona, yeah. Well put. Um I do think it's neat that like one of the first videos I saw of him was him doing a Bob Dylan cover. Mm-hmm. Um which you know, I'm not saying that that stereotypically, I don't want to exclude anybody, but that's very much in the wheelhouse of like white music. I would say I so, guess. absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then in another one of his songs, he references listening to Dwight Yoakam, which
0: very incredi- I don't know if you can
2: get more stereotypically white right. than Dwight Yoakam. For the record, uh, like Dwight Yoakam makes tonk.
0: great music and his records are very well produced. I'll say that. He um, is great. He fantastic. actually,
2: he grew up like Grew up professionally in the LA bar scene hmm. amongst a lot of like punk rocker types. Right, right. In like the 70s yeah. and 80s. And I think he, he cooks. He's and very good. Yeah. 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 I really like that style One of country of music. It's more of the, uh, like the Buck Owens, Bakersfield yes. yeah. sound. Yeah.
0: Well, I can't remember which. Which producer it is, but one of the producers he had, uh, the Meat Puppets like the record so much that they had him come and produce one of their records. Hmm. Yeah. So, but now, but again, with with Post, so we said to bring this up is that you know, I read an article that I sent to Joey and Brad, where I guess Post went to a card shop just outside of L.A. to go spend apparently a couple few thousand dollars on very specific. Sought after magic cards. So, are they
1: scarce? Some cards scarce? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and
2: they, they go through the whole grading process, too, if you're talking about them as purely collectible. But think of it like this like baseball cards in my dad's generation got beat the hell up, and right. people weren't even using them for anything. Right. But with Magic the Gathering cards, like people, I mean, Young people don't take care of things, especially things that they don't anticipate having value, and you're flipping, shuffling, I mean, shuffling, like and flipping, and folding. Yeah. In. yeah. So I mean, the, the fact that any old ones would actually survive is amazing.
0: But the 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 I guess the thing that I think that's cool about it is again, let's see, I'll, I'll be 36 this year. When I was wow 12 or 13. You, you would get your ass beat for this. And here we are 20 years later, 20 and some change later. And Post his plan, And this is an accepted, welcomed, and, was, and what I said to you Not guys
2: was. far different than video games. Sure, of course. Or eSports, if you will.
0: And there's a similar thing going on now with uh, Pokemon cards. I remember being a kid and Pokemon cards coming out. And having a lot of them and not thinking much of it. And well, now they're they're very sought after, very collectible. When
2: I was a kid I don't think there was any kind of stigma around Pokemon cards. I think everybody everybody liked them and nobody was like it was criticized or attacked. Universal or, and fun. Or, yeah. It had it was a lot more accessible than something like Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. It was a lot less weird and less nerdy. Mm-hmm. So And the kids the kids that all dressed in black
0: You know, the kids that were playing Pokemon or had Pokemon stuff were not the kids walking around in all black. Well, part of it is because, you know, like, and I hate picking on stereotypes. Because it has to do
1: with magic and magic is the occult. Right. You know, and we're a Christian. It's very midi,
2: like, the the aesthetic of it is very, like, kind of medieval. Like you said, Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Um, yeah,
0: and then it, but they have different series where they play off different themes, you know, like Vikings or. Mages Whereas Pokemon's or like a cartoon, right? The- and it's cute little animals that battle each other, and there's good and evil, and there's like a clear cut line, you know. But there was also, I read in that article, some speculation that, that uh, Post Malone was the one who paid five hundred eleven thousand. Yeah. For Alpha Black Lotus earlier this year. Is that like a? That's one of the it's most super powerful cards. One of the most rare, yeah, cool, you know, quick cards to play because you get a you get a good return on your investment with it.
2: I mean, you literally have to pay. Yeah, you you pay nothing to
0: get three lands generated, and you get yeah three three mana. Right. Yeah. Three <laughs> mana. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how you pay for your whatever you're putting in play. So you could conceivably on a second or third turn pull a black lotus. Throw that down. Get your three mana. Get a card out and start making business happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, but and if you get
2: like a creature, the the classic was yeah, being able to play one of the like a black lotus or one of the moxes or something like that. And if you had like you know some one one cost like you know red like burn spells, you could conceivably yeah, in like first second turn right. knock off half your opponent's life points.
0: It's, like it's it, was a, it was a bizarre. But anyway, I just think the whole thing is interesting. But now, since Brad's back and we were discussing it, yeah, Post Malone would be a modern version of appropriation that yeah. people don't seem to have a problem with.
2: Well, is he... Yeah, how can you tell if somebody's being culturally appropriative if they grow up in an environment that is culturally diverse okay I'm sure he would say he comes by anything that could be interpreted as like
0: well that's a just what Keith racial was
2: affectation I'm sure he's gonna say that he comes by it very genuinely
0: I'm not. I don't. And, I have no. Idea. I don't know anything about the guy. And if he does, great. But, he's from Houston. But I know that's, that. But that's that's kind of my argument with the thing. No, about Dallas Fisk. My time yeah, at Fisk. Yeah. Right. And and living in downtown. But even Nashville. in my even in my youth, even in my, my childhood, my mother was never around. I spent more time across the street with uh, a, a black family, the Shepherds. Uh, Brandon Shepherd owns Shepherd's Barbecue. I heard that was really good. It's fantastic here here on the it. island. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Shepherd's Barbecue right there by the pier. Yeah, you know his family's been here for 200 years. You know they, and that says something. It really says something. And uh, yeah, my mother was never around. She was a horrible mother. So I'd walk across the apartment complex parking lot, and I'd go to the shepherd's house, and they would feed me and keep me, and I would stay there. And they, so in my mind, I've spent, you know, most of my waking life from two to five around a family of black people. Right. I wasn't even around my own family, so I, I, again, I, I guess if you're thinking about like how you're brought up or where you're, I don't know what I was trying to say with that. But well just also, that I mean, you're
2: trying to say that you come by anything that would be interpreted on your part as cultural or that's cultural appropriation that you come by it genuinely.
0: Well, fairly honestly, and I, I would say. almost
2: say that you're extending that as to being more like being better maybe in some way. I know you don't want to well, uh, uh, be no, accused of no, let's viewing roll. yourself as being superior,
0: but I think it's better for me and I think considering that I grew up around a lot of really close minded, not so open people then I think, yeah, I think that is a good thing I think it does make me better in that sense.
2: I think white people enjoy being viewed as not white to the extent that they 're able to be, I think they 're complimented and flattered by it
0: see i don't i don't i don't know that i i'm not saying that i don't but i'm i'm offhand i 'm thinking I probably don't feel that way mostly i i don 't mind being white I'm, I'm quite okay with it yeah, me too and i, I don't mind being looked at as white and, in, and even in a group of diversity i don't mind being looked at as uh, an atheist in a group of Christians. I don't mind being looked at as straight in a group of LGBTQ people. I mean, that's what I am. yeah, And I'm cool with that. And I, I don't mind if people think differently of me about that either. Like, that, none of that bothers me. Yeah.
2: Um... And really
0: considering a lot of the hardships that many other people have to face, and this, this may be a, a really terrible thing to say, but someone's got to say it. I actually wouldn't want to be any other way than I am. No, and not, actually, not, somebody no.
2: would view you as being a bad person if you didn't feel that way because it wouldn't convey enough appreciation You're for authentic. your. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: like, I, I can only imagine the things that other people would have to deal with that I get that I get to skate on. And I, you know, it's like my my grandmother. She's 86, and you know, and you talk to her and you say, "Well, ma, you know, what do you think about your life?" And she says, "Well." All I can say is, I'm glad that I was born when I was, as I was, who I was. Because she grew, you know, born, you know, like we've talked about having older parents, she was born in 35, she lived in the tail end of the Depression, went through the 50s, 60s, and 70s. If she had been anybody other than a kindly old white woman, life would have been really, 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 really tough. And not Mm -hmm. to say that her life wasn't tough or was easy, but that would have been. She'd been a black woman if she had been uh, uh, any other color than white, I guess, really, whether regardless of sex or, or orientation or yeah, what you different know, sexual
2: orientation.
0: Um, you know, I mean, she did have a. I probably shouldn't say this on.
2: Yeah, don't
1: say anything that you might regret saying. Yeah, I don't want to exp- yeah.
0: What? All I can say is that my my grandmother faced a lot of intense 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 hardship for for being outside of the norm with certain things. Okay. Did we just lose all our steam on cultural appropriation? No, I'm <laughs> trying
2: to th- what I don't know where we are with this. What point are you I trying to make? I just put a lot of ice in my mouth so I can't really talk.
0: Um, Vanilla Ice would say that's nice, nice baby. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Vanilla Ice is a good example of cultural appropriation. That probably didn't go real well mm. and probably hasn't aged well, but people look on it with humor. I think people like that song. I think people
1: love that song. Yeah. Is Sublime a cultural appropriation?
2: Mm. Yeah, I think to some extent because they definitely play reggae style music. And and would
0: you, would you, I would say, okay, so maybe reggae And the inspired. iconography too. I would certainly call them a ska, more of a, no, because that was with horns, ska more had horns. Yeah. No, that. they've got, I they've would got put horns. them in the, in the ska category. There is a trumpet solo on Wrong Way. I do know that. Yeah. I can't believe I can but, remember But, and that. they do the backbeat stuff. Right. Or and the sub bass, the off-beat. dubby, the really subby dub bass. Yeah. Did you like Sublime? Yeah. Yeah.
2: They are inescapable around here. It's awful. Like that is the running joke in my friend group is anytime Badfish comes on we joke about having never heard the song before because we just hear it so much.
0: I am not I'm, I've never been a I can appreciate them. I think they're overhyped. So let me tell you. They so have good hooks back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, that was the problem for the one guy so
1: back in the day one of our friends from atlantic beach came from san diego to atlantic beach right or to this area right and he surfed and he hung out with the surfers and he actually ended up living in a house with a bunch of surfers that were really good on atlantic beach he brought sublime to atlantic beach Mm. Oh wow! Like and every party, started listening to it because yeah. he had all these he had all these mixtapes that he had made with, it and he passed them out. Yeah, and literally, oh, because you feel couldn't like listen
2: he... to music back then the same way that you can now. No, right. Yeah, you just right. didn't have access. He brought to it.
1: it with him, and I can remember awesome. people going up like, "Who is this guy?" And he's like, "This is the California scene, baby, right?" And and so he uh, he would. Like let people, you know, record his music, all of it, the, the cassettes he had, and all the God, albums that he had. I cannot imagine. And he brought that shit here, and it was and like, like wildfire all over. Pennywise was another one. Pennywise was big, right? And it just like took over the
0: area. Like Pennywise, everybody started listening uh, to it. Sublime, like they, no effects. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Rancid. Was yep. one in there. Yep. Um, Mighty Mighty Boston's. So yep. They had a brief moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that. What's less than Jake? Less than Jake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: All those people, but surf especially punk bands, or, or the I surf, surf punk, punkish. Like, yeah, yeah. All Skate those. Punk. Most of those were mm. California and Long Beach. Yeah. Um, Long Beach, San Diego. See, Brad, you know music. There.
0: You say you don't know anything. Bullshit. But when when
1: they started playing them, people were like, "What is this, man?" And because they'd be dun dun da and
2: everybody got looking like, <laughs> and then they run around. So what captured yeah. people's imaginations about it was it the reggae component, or was it the, the punk component? Was Some it of the- it
1: was the punk surf component. Like that was authentic punk surf from California. Right, the surf scene is Californian, kind of, and yeah. so by all these little surfers and the, the surf culture adopting it, it became part, you became more authentic as a surfer on, I don't know. I mean, that's just like a...
0: A definite inherent stoner mentality to right. all of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I say stoner, you know, pot life, for, you know, mm-hmm. hashtag weed, pot life.
2: Weed culture is definitely a thing, and it's definitely led has been led by california yeah and i think to a lesser extent maybe colorado
0: which goes to your earlier question was brad getting coffee yeah you said why does it seem that california why is
2: california kind of the culture i guess california and then also i don't know new york but like why is california such a apparent culture kind of leader in america and is that yeah, like, why does
0: it why does it appear or seem as if more things come out of california than come from has that only been true since like, like the, the East Coast. like
2: the surf the surf culture period has that only been true since like the 50s or 60s
1: no it's probably before that probably because hollywood's there and they were yeah, the ones that disseminated said. culture um originally probably and also california covers a wide range of geographic areas so, like these people and these people and these people in the mountains and these people over here in the woods are all Californians. So it becomes like a m- great big washing machine of all different kinds of things. And so I think stuff just pops up. I, from I attributed it. it to Hollywood, yep. but Hollywood certainly would have been like in the and music, like the Beach Boys, uh, the the whole music scene that was there, that California type. Coastal, Because
0: I guess, yeah, I guess it would have been either that Jan or and New Dean, York. Dean, mm-hmm. you know, and all yeah. the... Detroit didn't really become a thing until the 60s, right? You know more about all that than I do. What,
2: like Motown? Yeah, d-
0: well, and all that, really. Yeah. Older music. But
2: I don't think that, yeah, I would say Motown is definitely... I mean, you can't take it away from Detroit as a cultural institution. But right. right. I don't know if there's anything what is actually reflected about, like, Detroit or Michigan in Motown music? Probably nothing, but... Uh. But it was amazing how that shit just took
1: over. It's like you didn't hear it at parties. You heard, like, hair metal, kind of Led Zeppelin shit like that, and then all of a sudden you heard it everywhere. Hmm. It was like he dropped it, and it just went... Probably the perfect storm for it, because... You know, the surf culture was kind of taking hold here. The, uh, the surf shops were becoming like where the mainstream ish people right. shopped. I can remember the Atlantic Beach Surf Shop went from being a little tiny surf shop to being the half of what it is now before they extended it. Right. So I think that's and, an
2: interesting, the, the surf thing brings up I think, an interesting uh, cultural appropriation quality because surf culture. Has a specific aesthetic.
0: And it's very, but, very, there's some very specific stereotypes also. Yeah. The, the bro dudes and the Spicolis and the. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you can have. Can you be appropriative about something like. Oh, surf and culture? by the way,
1: that's a shout out to Terry Ward for bringing, <laughs> for bringing Sublime to the coast of North Carolina.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can uh, you. Okay, well, so. Yeah. Cultural appropriation, we have the the cases where it's bad or where people genu- generally agree that it's bad are instances where there is like a, a skewed power dynamic where you have like a dominant or, you know, colonialist or imperialist culture, whatever you want to call it, right. like whiteness in America that is taking from other cultures that it does not have an even power dynamic with, and effectively in attempting to enrich itself, and by virtue of doing that, <laughs> destroying them. Yeah. That's him now. Wait, i got to find a picture of him in life for a long time before, um, you understand. Because, yeah, what is bad about cultural appropriation? It represents a sense of entitlement that, hey, you know, everything belongs to me. I should have access and I should have facility with everything, right? And then why else is it bad? Well, apart from that sense of entitlement, I think that most people would say that it doesn't actually make the cultural items that are being appropriated better. It actually inherently makes them worse. The Comparison I saw on Reddit that was really good was Nightmare Before Christmas and Jack Skellington attempting to make Christmas Christmas, do his own Christmas, and he does not do a good job of it. Right. Like, the idea being that. Even if you are very genuine about your desire to take something or duplicate something or encompass something, you're ultimately going to do it poorly and you're going to make it worse. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true, but that is given as a reason not to and as an inevitable consequence. Um, Also, if cultural items like your dashiki, right, or your black power fists if cultural items are created as a sign of like in group solidarity then somebody from outside the group utilizing them does I think inherently destroy them Um, seems
0: suspect I can I can see where that seems terribly suspect
2: Yeah, because it's like if you if their purpose is to be exclusionary and they fail in excluding people or they're taken then they are effectively destroyed.
0: Could the, what we are attributing as the black power fist, could that just be a, this is going to sound stupid, but a fist of unity, of unilateral unity,
2: Um, togetherness? I mean, if if it becomes that or if it is done in that way, then since it's indistinguishable from the exclusionary, Black, since your unity fist would be indistinguishable from a black power fist, then you're effectively destroying the black power symbol.
0: At least I wouldn't like the guy on Jeopardy right? making the white power symbol.
2: He did not do that. He did it because he had <laughs> won three days, and people are extremely paranoid right. about any, any gesture <laughs> that looks odd... Will d- done by a white person will inevitably be conscrued as a white power and that's, symbol, and that is the because problem with woke cultural culture, paranoia. right? Yeah, yeah, because woke culture is extremely paranoid and extremely confident that ultimately a white person is going to deliberately, consciously, are do you, you think they that a sense of
0: racial superiority? Do you think that you're too woke? Or are you just woke enough, do you think? <laughs> I'm know. asking. You're going to ask you next, but I don't think you, you laugh. ask. If
2: you, if you ask somebody if, if their views or their persona or whatever is correct, then they're inevitably going to say yes. Otherwise, they would be different. Hmm. Are your beliefs correct? Who the hell thinks their beliefs aren't correct? Why would they have them if they didn't? I,
0: I often I'm am skeptical th- of my own system of belief.
2: Well, you're, you're probably skeptical of your ability to, of, of being correct, but you still think that you're as correct as you're able to.
0: With the given information that I have, I, I would like to believe so. Yeah, Sometimes. nobody
2: thinks they're perfect. Everybody thinks that they're good, though.
0: Again, I'm going to take exception to that because I do think I'm perfect, but I don't think I'm good.
2: <sighs> mm. hmm. I mean,
0: come on, man, with a smile like mine.
2: Yeah, you got, you got nice. So you're a little, you're a little skinny though.
0: <laughs> oh shit!
2: What? You are. I thought we already we reached a consensus on that. I love it. But I don't want you to feel bad. But apparently, from what you're describing, you're immune from. You're either always going to feel bad, or you're immune from feeling bad. I don't We've know known each more. other
0: what going on almost six years now. Yeah. Have you ever known me to not feel bad or be self-deprecating? No. And it piss, it's pissed you off several times. Yes, it does. You have, you have almost f- uh, caused me physical harm because it's bothered you so the much. The
2: irony of hurting somebody, feeling like you need to hurt somebody for hurting themselves, is not lost on me. You get way too down on yourself.
0: I, I think it's good to be critical and always be shooting for growth.
2: Yeah, but... I think getting too comfortable is a dangerous thing. I think you use... Self-judgment as a way to make you feel okay about judging other people And I think that that's like trying to make something right by using two wrongs Nobody wants you to dislike yourself Nobody wants you to dislike other people And doing both those things is worse, not better I don't know (laughs) I like the mentality of judge not including yourself and I think that you have. Well, but if I, if, if if you we, have the privilege of relieving yeah. yourself of that
0: judgment, if we weren't judging ourselves, then how would we? I mean, I have to be able to be allowed to judge myself to some degree, otherwise, if I just if I just accepted everything as right, perfect, there's a difference
2: between being discerning and judging something as good or bad.
0: So my system of judgment, you is can just, be realistic, is, is different.
2: I think you're making like a good-bad moral judgment about yourself rather than just saying from an objective perspective, here's what's good, not good, whatever about me. The same way like with judging other people, whether or not you choose to judge other people as being good or bad, and if that's productive at all.
0: I think judging other people is incredibly unproductive. That doesn't stop me from doing it, but that's because I'm a flawed human being, Um. and I'm trying to do better. I think we all do that. We all have judgments. We all everyone makes micro judgments. And people make emotional
2: judgments and then they also make logical judgments. They make rational judgments. Which doesn't necessarily make them correct.
1: No, I don't think judgment judgment is a second level of of the taxonomy of knowledge production so I mean you literally have to make finite judgments all the time like it is a natural thing for you to make judgments you can't stop yourself from making judgments or you wouldn't be thinking right and so it's our natural idea that we weigh we evaluate and we weigh things according to standards or according to you know cultural
2: touchstones or whatever Okay, so I, I, I like the idea of phrasing it or thinking about it in these terms. Are people more bothered emotionally as like a gut reaction to seeing culture appropriation or is it the, like, the logic of like, what it is and like the reasoning about it and the impacts that bothers people? Well I think the
1: ultimate is the idea that we don't want to denigrate these cultures so much that they get absorbed and we lose sight of like what the original
2: culture was. So that's logical. That's like the same problem that people have with the extinction of languages too. Right things like that. Or
1: cursive. Right. So oh like we God. so we like there's this whole Writing business of
2: people's it, their nostalgic attachment to the use of cursive and their mm-hmm. hatred for emojis is uh, just, I'll just call it compelling.
1: Just hieroglyphics again. Shit. Yeah. Um, so. So I don't I, I mean, I would think that that would be the reason for people's concern about cultural appropriation is that because as it gets absorbed into the greater culture of the world, it gets diluted it and, and and changed as depending on what culture it hits like pizza in Italy, pizza in Portugal, pizza in Spain, pizza in the United States right, right. and so yeah. it becomes like a different it, it's it, it's going to happen like there's not much it's we can do to stop yeah. it from happening other than we can preserve some original, ideas of what the culture was originally, like the Navajo Nation or whatever. Like- so
0: I had at one time, when I was getting out of college, I applied to go to the Peace Corps. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, I really don't know why, but it didn't work out. You have out. been a great Peace Corps person. I, I, I think. Like it's if, right it, up your alley. It broke my heart. Like It really yeah. broke my heart. I was depressed for months. Um, and I Wait, had, what happened? I was trying to get into the Peace Corps yeah, after I got out of college. Like it. it was pretty hard to get in. It's pretty hard to get into,
1: it,
2: depending it is now. on where you try to go.
0: Yeah, well, they were opening up. They were opening up. Um, they were opening up
2: I enjoy my Either comfortable Nepal life Either Nepal or Tibet for the
0: first time in, like, 50 years. And you I want to... eat lunch? Is that what you said? What? Oh. No, I'm... Don't project, bread.
2: I love my comfortable life too much to do something like the Peace Corps. Right. No uh, matter how uh, uh, self-righteous I am. Yeah,
0: I would not want to want to go, like, don't put me in a hut. Oh, man, I... I, I and I still, even to this day, I still yeah. would do it. Yeah. You I still can no, do no. things know, like that. Knew, yeah.
2: You look... You... Yearn Radiate. for situations where you can be made uncomfortable for, like a greater good. Like that is like your personality-wise. I can see you definitely. Being I love drawn it. With it's that. always
0: it's more. It's time simple to grow and learn. It's, yeah, and get better.
1: If you were a monk, would you be one that whipped themselves? I was no. about to say,
2: how
0: masochistic are <laughs> no. you?
2: No. I don't know why that popped yeah. in my head. No, but, if, but what if is I, that
1: called? That's that has a name, like yeah, when like they used cat to, and nine
2: tails. When they used to flag, no, it's flage- flagellation, self-flagellation. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Hair um, shirts.
0: No, but I, but I, w- I would be, I would be uh, solitary. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, I forget what I was saying. Um, <laughs> hey, help everybody out and take a valence. Oh silence. shit! You guys, mm. you guys threw me out. Thank you. <laughs> I actually would like to take, but see, then no, everyone—no, too funny. Everyone would think I was going to kill myself. No, you're way too funny. Like you don't want. to... Keith, you're not talking, man. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just don't feel like talking. Well, you would say you can say, mean You can kill yourself. No, I just don't feel like talking.
2: Why does the other person in these hypothetical scenarios... I do the same thing. The other person in these hypothetical scenarios have like a really dopey voice. I always do that when I'm because they're both kill, man. It sounds like you know, yeah, Patrick and SpongeBob. Course.
1: Yeah, they're both kill. That's SpongeBob. what it is.
0: Uh, they used to call me Squidward when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. you're totally a Squidward. Yeah. Um,
0: I f- you guys threw me off. my. I, a I had a really yeah. good point. You guys totally threw me off. Uh, I'd I re- I re- I re- I rewind the tape and go back, but I can't.
1: No. You. Uh, what was it we were talking about? You were talking about Peace Corps, about not talking. Oh, yeah. I
0: wanted to go to the Peace Corps really, really badly, and they didn't let me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they used to be, I think, in the 60s and 70s, they just would take anybody because they needed help. Now they want like qualified people (laughs) and and I was trying I I, I was trying wouldn't
2: send me to Africa because I don't speak any languages other than English right (laughs) well
1: so Africa has so uh, many languages the likelihood of you
0: speaking any of them yeah Jesus yeah I think
2: probably French yeah French or English is probably actually your best bet because Mm -hmm. of the colonial
0: I think the ultimate the ultimate thing was was that I didn't in their minds I didn't have enough experience and I thought well this is what I'm I'm, gonna
1: get experience if you don't go I have an English degree you can send me to these
0: countries, I can help teach English. I can. I, I was a carp- I worked as a carpenter's assistant before I went back to college. I can Jesus. help build. You know, like, like let me. And they wouldn't do it anyway. If I had gone and lived in Nepal for two years, too, was, I think it's twenty-seven months. you Really,
1: would be a Buddhist. Well, there's mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah, sure. But if I had come back to the states and had just started wearing uh, whatever, yeah, Nepalese, whatever, right. and that's just what I did would people then be angry with me of, or, or, or pick bone with me about maybe appropriate, but, but I came by it in an honest so way. I, I came I by it authentically. I adapted it.
2: But that doesn't that. mean you could still potentially be destroying that culture by doing it. So
1: though. my, one of my colleagues, or would I be spreading
0: it, the culture? I See, I, you could, I feel like you could, you could go either way there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. So, so one of my colleagues, this is a great
1: example of that. One of my colleagues, uh, was in the peace corps and he spent a couple years in africa and i forget exactly where he was i guess i should know because he talks about it a lot just like everyone in the Peace score so he has his death <laughs> robe hanging on the wall his you know, wife well it's the thing the death shroud it's a thing you it's it's like a robe that you would wear but you would wear it it's like your best suit but they call it your death robe because it's what you'll be buried in too because uh, it's your best, your best garment. Right. Well, it's this big, long like robe that wraps around you and then goes over your shoulder, I think. Mm-hmm. But he has it hanging on his wall like as a piece of tapestry. Is that appropriation?
0: Uh, I don't. I don't feel that way.
1: But that's a similar kind of thing. Right. So if he, it was made for him by the people in the town. Right. If he decided to wear it to a party, would that be a cultural appropriation? Yes. Because they literally gave it to him right. to wear.
2: It still would be. It doesn't. I think we're the thing not to get. <laughs> you confused see how about, complex
1: this issue is, though. I mean, right. it's not. Everybody well, wants to make things really cut and dried, like it's a light the, switch.
2: There's a question of is the action good or bad and then we're also incorporating into that the judgment of the person as being good or bad Mm -hmm. and so when we're 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 combining both those things in the scenarios that we're talking about because a person because you're saying things like well they come by it honestly or they do it genuinely or people of that culture gave it to him and that those are all reasons why we would be branding the How person long? and then the action as not bad. So
1: here's another question: When it's
2: ir- it can How part of the damage do done is irrelevant. How do you have to be in a
0: culture to be that culture?
2: Uh, so that's you a, that's well, a good well, question. apparently
0: 600 or 300 years isn't enough because uh, in this country we don't accept fucking anybody.
1: You know. So no, but I'm I'm serious. Like if you had lived in Spain your entire life. But you weren't American. But you're an American, and then you come back here, and you wore. And you talked with a Spanish accent, and you was—is that cultural appropriation? Or are you are are you actually that culture?
2: I don't think anybody's going to get criticized for being genuinely themselves.
0: And yet, every day people get criticized for being genuinely themselves. Why? Because because people attack people all the time for no good reason.
1: Well, because so that same thing. So if you lived in Africa your whole life as an American, say your, your parents worked for the, the State Department, you were at the embassy, and then you came back and wore your dashiki because you've been used to wearing it every day or, or, or African style, really bright. Some, yeah. Yeah, and right. then you go to then is that appropriation. So see, we're getting uh, into what is exactly culture. The definition of culture is really loosey-goosey. And so it's we always, yeah, well, so is culture. Well, okay, itself. if you
2: did that, then you I, would actually be that culture. Yeah. But at the same Even time, if you're it, lily could white. Have, it could still have negative consequences right. that would repre- potentially represent the destruction of the culture that well, you are in that case, just coming by honestly, rather than appropriate. But are
1: you, are you you're violating disseminating that culture out-group. out into the world?
2: You would be doing you, you. I would view it as both doing that and destroying it. Yeah, this because is because it's this the is in, why these
1: these things are 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 the conversations.
2: Group, they're not check boxes. The in-group out-group line has to be hard and strictly enforced in order for something not to lose its value. So I as are that. other or, than or the pockets
1: of things that we can actually protect. Like, one of the things they did on Hawaii was they created Nihihau, which is a private island owned by the, I think it's the Robinson family, one of the original mission families from, which there's, should they even be able to own that island because they're the missionary families that kind of took over Hawaii? islands in the first place? Well, they took over Hawaii, but they only allow, like, the native Hawaiian culture to be there. There's no electric. Well, there is electricity, but it's not in the, the villages that are on there, and there's several hundred Hawaiians that speak the Hawaiian language. They wear the Hawaiian traditional dress. They do the Hawaiian traditional tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, they have hardly any in, out
2: cultural mixing mm-hmm. because it's a separate island. And what's the, right. what's the benefit there? So you're saying to that preserve the culture. Hawaiian culture because, because Hawaii's be
1: culture is Dude, constantly being appropriated. Just because, the,
2: appropriated. Right. Just because right. the parking lot is wide open does not mean that you can park in two spaces. See.
0: And here we go. These are the that types makes of things it worse. that upset me. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. That's okay. Just try to hold That it. doesn't bother me. I
2: think that's a great example. So the Hawaiian one is a yeah, really good example. Because, because
1: literally that, that, that shit is... Front, that
0: whole state has been whitewashed, pushed mm. you know through American military, missionary work. Now, so. they did
1: do a pretty mm. decent job of creating something called the Hawaiian Homelands, which every island has, I think, has a part of it that's Hawaiian Homelands. Maybe Lanai doesn't, but um, because the guy that owns Oracle owns like 98% of Lanai, um, Larry Ellison. Okay. Anyway, so the there are Hawaiian homelands, and so you rent a piece of property there for 100 years. Your family does for, like, peanuts, and then... You can build a house on it, and then it inherits, inherits, and in 100 years it's reevaluated, and then and so they're more like Hawaiian-type villages, but still, I mean, they have electricity, they have the modern, because who wants to live without that, you know? So
2: ah, so there we okay, so yeah, people a lot of times think that cultural, uh, historic or cultural preservation is ridiculous because it's antithetical to, like our evolution and modernity right. and it's ridiculous for why would you people want to, to live out
0: in a mountain hut when you can have this nice home with air and yeah. yeah or
2: alternatively yeah the if it was a if it was a good culture if it had value then it would persist without needing to be artificially preserved, preserved. right or that. when people abandon their culture in favor of other culture then it's actually more arrogant to say, oh no, you're giving up this great culture of yours in favor of, you know, whatever it is, like Americanization or like whiteness right. or something like that, I when it's really not the call of the person
0: I don't know that I ever got who's I just criticizing it. I've got two thoughts running concurrently in my mind. One which is I don't think that anyone ever thought that I was an interloper at Fisk or that I was an imposter or an or anything like that. That was the one thing that just occurred Was your to me.
2: motivation for doing it in order to like, or one of your motivations, was it like self-satisfaction at you being like
0: different? No. Or, okay. No. I went because Langston Hughes, quote unquote, taught there for a brief time. I lived in the neighborhood and I wanted to go back to school. Hmm. And it How just, close were you to Fisk? I was... Could you walk? Oh, yeah. I, I okay. could have thrown a rock and hit the honors building from my okay. house. Okay. I was on like the next street. Oh, okay. You know, if Fisk is on 17th, I was on 16th. Okay. Yeah, I was right there. Um, are
2: those actual numbers? Or yeah.
0: Fisk is actually on 17th Street. 17th yeah. and D.B. DB Todd, or is it Jefferson and D.B. Todd, and then 17th is there? Regardless.
2: It's weird for me to think of a university actually being in like an identifiable I forget, dude. We went location. there together.
0: Yeah. I totally forgot that.
2: Yeah, you gave me the whole Nashville tour. Was it cool? Yeah. I remember Joey Badass was playing at a place.
0: Yeah, his yeah. Jim
2: was super stoked about it. Yeah, that was when we went to the Kanye concert. Yeah,
0: yeah, me, Joey, a buddy of mine, Jim, and Samantha, I went to see Kanye, and then I gave him a big tour around Nashville. We stayed there for a couple days.
1: That was cool. And then you talked about Kanye forever
0: after that. And Kanye's the shit, man. <laughs> I yeah. We got out there. Um, but well, before you go, hang on. So the other okay. thing is, real, real quick. The other thought that I had was, we're talking about people appropriating white culture, right? And does that even happen? So what if you're traveling or you do something or you're in the piece, and you go somewhere and you take your luggage, right? You go somewhere, I go somewhere, whatever. Joey goes somewhere. He's got this T-shirt, Tropic of Cancer. I got a, a hoodie, whatever. Right.
2: Some, Which I have not read, by the way.
0: Right? <laughs> Some, something, something, for example, that's not common in another country, Africa, India, whatever. And when you leave there, you've befriended like, the family that you stayed with or whatever. They have a and kid. And you or, give them the shirt. And you give them something. I wonder what happens in that country or that town or that place when you leave, and that kid's walking around in a Nike sweater, and all the other kids are still wearing traditional. And they
1: want that Nike sweater because right. it's scarce. Because this is what this is. Yeah. This is this is I actually
0: happening. I think without happening.
2: our bourgeois sensibilities and moralizing, it would just come down to what is good yeah. versus what isn't. So, good.
0: but this hap- this is happening right now in Bhutan. They're afraid that the young men, because the Bhutan is opening up to the world, so they're getting industrialized or getting. So A lot of their young yeah, men... They're assaulting it, yeah, they're a sultanate, aren't they? Yeah, so their they're, they're, they're young men are leaving behind traditional garb for westernized, quote-unquote, uh, stuff. But I so think being
2: the most racist thing to a lot of people would be to say, oh, I know better than you, Bhutanese, Bhutanese person, yeah. that you should not abandon your culture in favor of something that you want more. That is
0: very patronizing.
1: Yes, I agree. Let me go to the bathroom.
0: But, but, it, but it is a concern, so I guess what I'm saying there is... No, this, wait. Does, <laughs> yeah, no, wait does, anyone, does anyone sit around and think, like, in those countries, like, ugh, white people, you know, like, like I, can, I, can, you know, I, can, I can't believe they're dressing like a, like a white American. Ugh. Mm. Like, when we were kids... Uh, yeah,
2: I think it would depend on... Well, people who are... People don't like change, especially people who
0: are old. Well, so when we were kids, uh, w- uh, and I'm I'm going to be very clear about what I'm saying here, and Joey religious
2: people in every country are very disturbed by the secularization, progressive secularization of their religions. Yeah, yeah. So that would count as people being upset and bothered by.
0: But we had when we you, when you change. and I were young, we had Wiggers, not Uyghurs, and, yeah. not, and not the N word, w- yeah. Wiggers, W I G G E R S, and I can remember growing up and people being like, man. Can't believe that boy, that white boy's wearing his pants down around his ass. Da, 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 da. And I wonder if when something like that happens, you travel to another country, you leave a sweater or a shirt or a pair of pants or a jacket or a hat. And those kids or those people do they I wonder if they sit around and think, oh, thank God, I can't believe they're dressing like a like a Western man or a yeah. Western
2: They would probably view it as being inappropriate and they would be threatened by the loss of their culture.
0: But that would all but that would be under all the same tenets of appropriation that we've discussed. Heretofore, today, um, correct?
2: No, I think the the criticism of white people for adopting other cultural things, I think, is more of an intellectual exercise than just being troubled by cultural change. Okay, I think anybody who is traditionalist is bothered by cultural progress, but it's a separate thing for that people are concerned about with white people adopting other cultural signals, and I think that that is. Like I said, it's a very woke mentality, reasoning. And I don't think that it naturally bothers people the same way. It, It bothers people at more of an intellectual level. I think, yeah, when I pointed out earlier, I was like, is it an emotional response or judgment that people are having, or is it an intellectual one? I think it is overwhelmingly an intellectual one. Whereas... The those dang kids with their you know pants or loud rap music and their hula hoops. <laughs> yeah, that is that's more of an emotional reaction to like things being different or your sense of taste being offended. Um, I think, for example, I think a lot of culturally appropriate things people have a positive emotional reaction to. Otherwise, they wouldn't be embraced. But then they have the negative. Reasoning or mental reaction of like, oh, hey, this is potentially like demonstrating a sense of entitlement, or this is potentially damaging to the cultural source that it's drawing from. Like Mac, okay, Macklemore, right?
0: Macklemore, you said
2: Macklemore.
0: That's the Canadian white rapper.
2: He's actually, I think, he's from Washington. Okay. Um, but I think a good question would be like, when white people rap? What goes through people's minds? What do they like about it? What do they not like about it? And I think that if somebody makes good music in a genuine fashion, people are going to like it. So, or the white guy reggae stuff, people listen to it and they like it. And then after the positive emotional response is where it occurs to them that like, hey, this person is actually demonstrating a sense of entitlement. That they feel like they can take from someone else, or they're demonstrating a willingness to dilute or cheapen or destroy that in-group out-group dynamic. So, but you can also consider that
1: jazz has done similar. Yeah, it's like Stevie Ray Vaughan playing the blues versus, you know, the, where the blues came out of the black community. Howlin'
2: Wolf. Yeah, it's and hard so to think about how, how do you, people. I were... mean,
1: there, are, there are tons of jazz people that are white, all different colors. Like, is that appropriating the jazz of the? Would we have the Beatles Renaissance, the you know? No,
2: you wouldn't have rock and roll without appropriation. And I think people genuinely think that rock and roll is good. Um, but I just think of
1: jazz like how jazz has progressed. It's like a multi, everything. Be phenom- phenomenon, you know. I guess there's it, well, jazz
2: is in yeah, jazz is an interesting example because it's actually viewed as being a very white thing in a lot of ways. Which is so because crazy because it's, it's, it's not at all. And, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's funny. Yeah, because I I think of jazz like when I was a little kid growing up and people talk about jazz, I think well that's for like snooty upper yeah. crust yeah people and really. It's it's wasn't. It wasn't. It was the back s- when it was the, the pop, right, yeah. yeah. But so okay, so we'll we'll wrap yeah. up here very very shortly.
1: Uh, Didn't that people think jazz was going to give you bad morals and shit? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No,
2: there was all this craziness that went around. Yeah, and then that, but those exact same mentalities were applied to rock and roll music. Who wrote the poem? It very racist. We too. real
0: cool. Why is it slipping my mind? Gwendolyn Brooks. Yeah. We real cool. We skip school. We drink gin. We think thin.
2: Add a, you're you're continuing to phrase this as a question when nobody knows the answer.
0: Something, something, something. I'll we jazz tune.
2: Gwendolyn Brooks. We real cool.
1: You did very well. Wow.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, There's operations going on yeah, in there. My, my, yeah. Um, amongst all the uh, bong resin, my brain still works. Yeah, yeah. 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 No shit. Um, okay, so here's my here's my last couple of books. We, Go ahead. I don't want you to forget this because no, I interrupted just, you just last my, No, it's okay. my ahead. last couple of thoughts. Question one, very quickly. We don't have to linger on this. Just quick answers. Will there come a time in the future history, say, as things become more of the melting pot, where white, for lack of a better term, based on a previous podcast, we had done the Anglo-Saxon thing, right? right? White, Anglo, whatever, suddenly is not the dominant population. And say in like another couple of hundred years from now... If whatever some something that's not white is the dominant population, and then white is a minority, and then starts coming back to a majority, would people then um, sure. like you know? I guess like Joey was saying when you were in the restroom, uh, people are suspect of white people affecting things because we're so dominant and we you know, the colonialism and whatever. If white people weren't the dominant culture, would people care about white people appropriating stuff? If we lived in a flipped upside down society where it was a a black dominated world where black people or or Indian people or Spanish people or or, or had colonized and enslaved white folks, Mm -hmm. would people be upset? Of course, it would be the reverse. It would be reversed, of course, Um, because it's yeah well, but I don't
1: know. I mean the the effects of colonialism, we still have no idea exactly how, well, how far that's going to go. I mean, we still are trying to throw off some of the the strata of colonialism, like I don't know that how can we ever get rid of that shit.
2: yeah, in rate and it would it's a common belief in race theory that it isn't possible to eliminate it. And it's that power, like, Being a minority group is not the, like demographically a minority is, it's related, but it's not the determining factor of where the power lies within a population. Like South Africa, apartheid era, and even the current is the common example of where you can have like cultural hegemony without a majority population. Or like oh yeah, in general, hegemony minority.
1: is not doesn't function for the majority. Um, and then yeah, they have to believe it, but it doesn't necessarily may not be in their best
2: interest. So I sure. don't think that anybody who prescribes to like racial theorizing or who would say that cultural appropriation is bad thinks that white people being a minority population is going to stop the dynamics of like racism right from
0: no I, I agree i think so so um, then my, my last thing would be back to you, uh, brad's comment about jazz i think of and I've jazz said this is one of
1: the effects i mean probably one of the uh, successes of staying true to its form and not form right right Um, you know as it moves throughout society it has
0: it has grown to incorporate and and encompass so much and that's why i said when we were talking about but it's still jazz right exactly and this is i don't know how you would define
2: jazz like how you could describe jazz where it would include all types of jazz and exclude none of them it almost has it's within itself there's a greater diversity of like style it's a one-world society between multiple <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a one-world society. I personally jazz. happen to think that
0: that is <laughs> that is the best All metaphor that jazz for what or analogy for what the United States could be. So in my yes, mind, I agree. we're hundred we percent? Wow, you jumped on that quick. Being being jazz as a metaphor for America or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty a pretty I interesting. Mean, it,
0: ideally, I think that's the way we would want to be, where we could where where you couldn't talk about it in a way that would. Not include everything, but exclude, however you you worded that so perfectly, I can't... It's
2: the way that people talk about the chair question, is there in the ability, whether or not words can actually capture, fully capture meaning. Is there a way that you could define what a chair is to somebody in a limited number of words where it would include all examples of a chair, but exclude none of them? And it's used in machine learning a lot, too, because you have to. Like, are things better defined by, like, literal, like, strict definitions, or are they defined better by examples? Or so types? Husserl
1: and tried, and he work? described a table 10,000 different ways. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. Chair As Daniel. a phenomenologist.
1: But again, so yeah. in my
0: mind, I'm thinking, well, if, if I'm at least one person out there who, in my heart and in my mind, I know I'm acting from a place of good and love, or I'm trying to, genuinely trying to, might not always succeed. Case in point, may have been yesterday. But I, I, in my heart, I know I was coming from a good place. If I'm wearing a dashiki or, you know, use, uh, for lack of better terminology, dressing urban or... What country in Africa is a dashiki from? I think they all have some form of them. I don't... And forgive me for this. Because I they're like, I think and of flowing. it as being
2: yeah. more, uh, and more of cool. an American yeah. black power... Thing than like more prominent and similar to like Kwanzaa, more prominent in America mm. as a, a racial symbol than in any place where it actually natively exists. Well, and, and, well, and they, they, they
0: do have very similar stuff in, in Southeast Asia, right? But I'm sure they don't call it a dish and in the Middle East as well. They similar.
1: look very similar to the robes of the Middle East if they are. All but the right I would floor think length.
0: that in my mind, regardless of whatever negatives could come, I'm trying, I, th- I would think to be the jazz american yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be this new thing that we have to progress to be that's all all accepting and all does that does, does am i making any sense yeah but you're you're
2: getting again we're conflating I'm the to moral be the Miles judgment. Davis
0: of humanity man
2: we're conflating the judgment the moral judgment of the person with the judgment of the action so i'm not trying to say that you're a bad person for doing it. I think that we actually shouldn't get preoccupied with that question. I think that a lot of racially related conversations get derailed by debating whether or not somebody is racist or not racist, or that is the like the facile mode of the conversation instead of talking about whether an action is racist or not, for example, or whether an action is good or bad. So you're not... I accept that you are not trying to hurt anybody through your actions, right? But that it's not establishing that is not complete to whether or not the action is is good or bad. Mm-hmm. But then also people feel So
1: he's saying intent doesn't is not necessarily it could be part of the equation, but it's not necessarily.
2: I think if we're trying to, I think it's, it's going to be unproductive to confuse judging the person with judging somebody's actions. Right. Um, and like I said, I think that is a big problem in racial conversations where a person for both sides either assumes, okay, that person is racist, everything they do is bad, or a person saying, well, I know logically I am not, racist. So therefore they assume that none of their actions can have negative consequences right. surrounding race. And I think both of those are much too broad. Right. Um, and you, again, I wouldn't consider So I'm not
1: sure any African seeing you with a dashiki on would just think that was bad. They would probably think it was a compliment to them being African. But but the possibility
0: exists that it could go the other way. It's
1: a possibility. Yeah, I think that that.
2: somebody's going to judge, potentially judge you, and then take that judgment and transfer it to the judgment of your actions. I think you wearing a dashiki, how somebody feels about that, whether they think it's endearing or whether they think it's bad. Is if they like you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they think that you are racist. Or also
1: insane. A a woke (laughs) person who.
0: Check. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if they think you're insane, yeah. it doesn't really matter what you do. That's you can walk true. around with a shoe on your head. Yeah, we don't.
2: Ex- you're <laughs> yeah. not supposed to execute insane people. Um, to be fair,
0: I almost wore Except for my the stetson Greeks. here
1: today. Them as well. With your dashiki, uh,
0: I don't think it would have been a good match. But, hmm. Yeah, cowboy I would, hats. I would be appropriating the cowboy culture.
2: Well, and cowboy culture, is largely like it's. It's associated with being a white thing when in actuality the vast majority of cowboys were yeah, not white, not English
0: speaking. All right. Well, I guess let's wrap it up. Brad, you're probably hungry. I know it's Yeah, I gotta eat and you're getting summoned. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get home and get some food myself. I'm gonna go have a high carb and high protein meal. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm gonna overeat.
2: Avoid over look, I (laughs) preface that with hey, no. I'm not going to apologize because I love you and I'm looking out for you, okay? You know you I too, don't want to make you feel bad about yourself, all right? No, I'm I not going make to make him judge feel you. bad. Right.
1: No, that's my job. No. It doesn't take much. We we did really well staying on topic. We got a little off with the magic thing, but we stayed on one topic pretty well. That was pretty good, guys. This is supposed I'm, to
0: be Seinfeld's Post inspired. Malone is yeah.
2: tangentially relate. I think he's a great person no. to talk about in yeah. general when it comes to cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. I just don't know enough about him to know how genuinely he comes by things that could be interpreted as racial athletes.
1: And as usual, we've solved nothing but had a good time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And join us again next week on Conversation, where we discuss both the profound and the mundane. Right. We'll see you next yes. week.
1: Thanks, Stirred Up Coffee Shop and Emerald Isles Beautiful Weather.
0: Hmm. And Joey we and Brad for being here. Spencer for, for guiding us through the woods. Oh, God, if I'm the one guiding you guys, we're in a lot of shit. <laughs> Ooh, you have a new magic buddy, too. That's right.
1: And yeah. you, Oh, yes, you have a new friend. That's right. Big
0: ups to Spencer for sharing with us some, some yeah. knowledge about actually good at it Magic too. the yeah, Gathering. Yeah, he might, he might learn something from them. Yeah. So. Who knows? I might it's even be decent enough. He might catch him on a bad day and beat him. Some magic magic power, right? Yeah. All right? All right, well. Yeah,
2: the luck of the draw, I mean, you could probably... I doubt that he would beat you 100 times out of 100 regardless of your I've used magic a lot. I've been listening to
1: Triumph and the magic power of the music. I just turned him on to Triumph. I told him he needs to listen to Triumph. Oh, (laughs) No, yeah. Spencer. What's that? Triumph. What? It's Canadian. I'll explain that to Joey once we sign off. We're we're going off. All All right. right. Ciao, ciao.